hi, hello, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers and listeners out there. If you haven't called and spoken to your dad and told him how appreciative you are, if you're still lucky enough like me to have him, get on it right now. It's Financial Straight Talk, the podcast version. We appreciate our radio listeners for staying with us today. My name's Jerry Payne, and I'm with Jim Fox each and every week on this particular show discussing finances and uh, getting prepared for those retirement years and reaching financial independence. Right, Jim? That is it, man. That is this is this is what it's all about is enjoying the journey to financial independence. Absolutely. And it's a long journey for some of us. Uh, for myself, I'm actually <laughs> some uh, of us longer yeah, than others. You know, it's it's we like prefer the scenic route, as my mom likes to say. Right. We but. just say, well, come on, man. Why not have that Mustang um, left turn and the, um, you know, the <laughs> oh, damn, the, we need new tires and transmissions rights. And, you know, it's it's all good. You, let me let me tell you something. There. We'll talk. We're going to talk a little bit. Jim, you were just telling me a great story. We were talking about inflation and the uh, the prices of things and being around. I mean, I have been avoiding driving the Mustang, even though it is summertime. It is the time when I'd love to be driving it. Uh, gas, that 93 octane, it ain't cheap right now. And the last thing I want to be doing is smoking up my tires because I can't, I mean, they were already expensive. They're probably going to get even more expensive. And Jim, I know you've been, you were eyeballing one of those, uh, the Hellcat trucks or the, uh, the Whatever they're yeah, making the over there, the Dodge T Rex. Yeah, love, Dodge is putting a Hellcat engine in everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's you like name it. Everybody else is going electric, and Dodge and Mopar, they're over there, like, let's find a minivan and put a thousand horsepower engine yeah. in it. Let's bring back that neon. I think neon with a Hellcat <laughs> engine is the way to go. Well, Jim, I don't know when you're going to be getting your uh, your very own Hellcat and what vehicle it's going to be in, but it'll be sometime soon, and you'll be. Just like, it seems like a lot of the athletes, those cars are real popular with them. The, uh, I mean, whether it's a muscle car or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, whatever it is. One of this week's sound bites that I really love comes from Ambry Thomas, who was just drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. He's an NFL player, and so he's going to be getting a great paycheck. And when he heard that, listen to this, because this is great. I mean, you think about these young guys that are going, we've heard all the horror stories about them, you know, losing all of their money as soon as they get paid or spending way more than they got on a contract. But listen to what he had to say, uh, his reaction to getting drafted by the 49ers. Once um, I got the phone call, was happy, excited, and I thought about everything. I'm like, California, the taxes, and I started thinking about all that, the cost <laughs> of living. I'm like, hey, it's kind of expensive, very expensive. That's a pretty smart young man that is uh, mindful enough to already be like, hey, I got to really watch myself if I'm living in California. And he's thinking yeah. about the taxes. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty intelligent, like what, 22-year-old, 20, 23-year-old, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no pet tigers in his future, I don't think. <laughs> I think we're good. Not going the Tyson route. <laughs> Not at all. But think about it. I mean, to be that young, I mean, I, I wish that I could sit here and tell you about you know, how I had this deep level of wisdom at 28 and 30, and I was doing this for a living then. But it was like, wow, look at all the money I just made. What can I spend it on, right? right? I mean, it was just, it's a different world. But you know what? I truly, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people like to dog out, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs, right? You hear that, and we've, we, we've talked about it on the air, and I, I probably get more hate mail when I do this, but why not? Let's do it again. You know, a lot of people like to dog out the, the younger generation, right? But you got to think, my parents and your parents, the baby boomers, grew up in a world where they punched a clock from nine to five or whatever it was. And, and they, they, were home, right? they were raised by the, their parents went through the Depression. 
So yeah, they, so, they had so, those so, lessons really built into them. Yeah. So, but there's that, right? And then my generation, which was raised, the Gen Xers were raised by the baby boomers. But we came home and there was nobody home, right? They were working. And right. you were like nine years old playing BB gun wars in the front yard because there's no parents there to tell you not to. And then we moved to millennials and now we got Gen Z. But the thing is that over time, the blurred lines have existed between when you're working and when you're not. And what I mean by that is, is that young folks now and, and any of us that are connected are working 24 hours a day, it feels like, right? Yeah. Because we're always checking our company emails. You know, I've talked to you at, you and I have done <laughs> recordings at 11 o'clock at night, yeah. right? So things are changing and really it's no longer defined by generation. It's defined by what's happening in between your ears and how you process things. And I'm so happy that we are there because for forever and ever and ever, it was, oh, my God, these guys that created rap, this Gen X group are going to take over the world someday. Well, guess what? We're getting there right now. Right. And it's not about a generation. It's about lessons learned. You know, so many times, Jerry, I talk about the pain of 2008, right? Mm -hmm. What it felt like for people to lose 30, 40, 50, 60% of their 401k or their IRA values in basically a couple months and how painful that was. And the problem is, as we get further and further away from 2008, we start to forget about the pain more and more. And when you forget about the pain, you start making the same mistakes again, right? That's just the reality of it. So I love it when people like this young guy says, whoa, whoa, whoa it's gonna cost me a lot of money to live out there. <laughs> Means that he's finally plugged in. He's thinking differently because here's the deal. And, and you know what, we could, you know, we've got what, about 20 minutes, maybe, maybe sure. a little bit less of me rambling. We could cut this short right now and go to Jeopardy music for the rest of the show. What I'm about to say, this is, and everyone knows this. I'm not telling them the deepest secret on the planet when it comes to finances, but I'm gonna do it anyway, okay? Here it is. Everyone knows this already. If you want to become financially independent, here's what you got to do. You got to spend less than you make. Okay. Step number one. All right. Check Step that number off. two. You got to make sure that if you do have debt, you are paying it off. Okay. Step number three. You need to take the money that you have left over and you need to save it in some kind of vehicle that is going to grow consistently over time. Step number four is before you retire, before you go out and step out and do all the crazy stuff you want to do, make sure that you have enough money in that account that will generate the income you need for the rest of your life and then revert back to number one. Live on less money than your investments are making. Every person that listens to this show knows they shouldn't go out and put a bunch of money on a credit card debt. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Well, right. I mean, we know it. I'm not saying we... I'm saying deep down inside, no matter what's happening, we know we shouldn't go put... $4,000, even if it's on the transmission, we know that this is going to not be good for us. It's going right? to hurt. And we know that. 
It's going to hurt. And it, we go, man, we should have got that emergency fund. But the point is, is the, the thing with finances is we act like we're going to listen to a podcast. We ask like we're going to watch a radio. We're going to pay some knucklehead $495 for their top secret finance, security, whatever, whatever, you know, webinar. The latest, greatest. Sell. Right. None of it matters. There is no secret. There is no magic pill. There is either you're one of those people who are like this young man who's smart and he says, wow, I got to think differently. Or you're Jerry Payne and Jim Fox. And the only way to not hit yourself with a hammer on the toe is to hit yourself on the hammer with the toe. Right. I mean, that is just the way people are wired. You touch that stove more than a couple of times and eventually you start to realize that. That thing's hot. And that's what we want people to understand. Listen, we all know deep down inside, every single one of us knows what we should and shouldn't be doing. But what we do is we we create our own excuses on why we do what we do. I've bought really big, expensive TVs when they used to be expensive because I actually convinced myself that I would save money by not going to the movies <laughs> by having this big, expensive TV, right? I mean, I've convinced myself to buy the Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox 360 back in the day because it would save me money because I would be at home enjoying myself and not going out, right? Listen, these are guys. I can convince myself that I need a Hellcat. I can do that. The point is, is that deep down inside, I know what I'm doing. And we've got to give that voice more strength and more power. Every person that listens to my voice understands things are going up in value. Everyone that hears me, everyone knows, Jerry. Think about it. Name one thing that you think is going to be cheap, one thing that's still going to be relevant, that's going to be cheaper 10 years from now than it is today. Can you think of anything? Oh, boy. Uh, no. I mean, no, right? I mean, it, and now you may say, yeah, well, I can get a VCR pretty cheap. I said relevant, right? <laughs> the point is, is cars, listen, do you realize, think about this, Jerry. When I was a young Marine, do you remember Dawoo or Daewoo? Daewoo, yeah. Um, Okay, that was what South Korean brand, I believe, or yeah. something like that. They're like Kia before I Kia. Rem- is that Kia? Is that the same brand? That they oh, just I don't think moved so. To- but they were. Yeah, okay. you're right. A South Korean, but same concept. Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday as a young Marine walking on a on a lot, you know, one of those car lots, and the guy told me he said, "Look, dude." For $8,999, we have this really cool hatchback sport car looking thing. And I thought to myself, that's a lot of money, man. Like, that's a lot of money for a new car. That that was the 90s, man. Not that Think long about ago. It. In the early to late 2000s, you could go buy a Hyundai Elantra for, I don't know, $9,000, $10,000? Jerry, nowadays that car's $18,000, $19,000 for the cheap one. Everything costs more. Everything will be more expensive. Do we think taxes are going to be less or more in the next five years? Well, let me help you. If we keep printing money we don't have, the U.S. government is not in the business of generating revenue. It doesn't sell a product. It doesn't sell anything. You know what it does? It takes our money to pay for things, right? Yeah, things Taxes like putting are, fishes on treadmill and, and I mean, we talked about why, those crazy stories. Spending millions of dollars to figure out why people don't like to go to the dentist and the shock. See, everyone thinks they know the answer in their mind. They spent millions of dollars to find out why people didn't like to go to the dentist. And after spending millions, I think it was 10 or $12 million, Jerry, 
they realized it wasn't what we thought. It was the pain, right? It oh. was the pain, right? I never thought that. I thought the reason I didn't like going to the dentist office is because they made me wear ugly sunglasses. I thought that's why. <laughs> but apparently, Jerry, there are people, it's sarcasm, right? We need like a little flipping thing here, right? <laughs> How stupid are the government with our money sometimes? And the problem is we have to pay for it. And Jim, a lot of people, you know, the narrative has been, it's only going to be the rich. I want to play some more audio this week from uh, CNBC's Robert Frank, because the thing that they keep repeating is, oh, it's only going to affect you if you make more than a million dollars. Well, here's Robert Frank. We look at this group and say, well, it's only a small number of rich people affected. And we sort of have a mental picture of that group being sort of billionaire rentiers, right? But many of the people who are in that million plus group are only what they call one-hit wonders. People that got a one-time sale of a business that they spent their life building and then they sold, let's say, for $2 million, they would now have to pay that capital gains rate. It's, it's a pretty diverse group of people and it would hit business creators, business founders. Jim, it's a huge, huge blow to someone's savings if they have a year like that where either they sell a business or maybe some property. Maybe it's just an inheritance. This is going to affect a much higher percentage of people than most people realize. It is. And I don't understand why so many of us allow politics to get involved with our money, right? Because because this is the thing. This becomes a almost a, a party line thing again, right? This is just crazy. It was like masks were a party line thing. I mean, it's just, I just can't wrap my head around it sometimes. But when you stop and you think about it, we're spending so much money. We have to pay it back at some point. The IMF is not going to say, don't worry, U.S., you've got great credit. You can printing money. In the past 12 months, we printed 30% of the dollars in circulation. Oh, Think about that for a second. It's not like, oh, let's go mine some more gold and stick it in Fort Knox. That's not how we work anymore. So this is money that's printed out of thin air. So there's so many things to think about that we have to pay this down. And I know, man, I know out there you think those evil rich people. I used to be that guy. I used to think, man, you know, it's not fair. I, I'm only making $20,000 a year and look at all my money goes to taxes. Yeah, most of that money came back to me too, by the way. So many people think that it's the evil rich people. But the problem is, is each and every one of us could potentially be that rich person. What I mean by that is, is there's that indirect and that direct relationship we talk about to taxes all the time. But there's a third caveat. It's called inheritance. And Jerry hit this perfectly. Do you realize it doesn't take a whole lot here in central Brevard County or or really anywhere in Brevard County, Florida, for you to make a million dollars? You could sell two homes and they're worth a million dollars. The average home price is probably north of 400000 right now. So if your parents died and left you homes and, and they got rid of the stepped-up basis, which is something that they're working on doing right now, and you sell those homes immediately, immediately you are in that million-dollar capital gains range. That means your capital gains go from 20% to 44.5% when we factor in the excess tax cost on Wow. It. Think about that. And if That's, you're not expecting it, it, that, Jim, I mean, that can throw the biggest monkey wrench in somebody's plans. Jerry, Jerry and I hate to do this, and I, and I feel like sometimes I'm calling you out, and, and, I, and I feel horrible doing <laughs> it. I'm the only one it. in the room, Jim. Go but ahead. But you're the only one there. I mean, if your parents own three homes, right? They currently own three homes right yep. now, today. Is yes. that a fair statement? Yes, it is. 
Your parents are multi-millionaires, Bentleys, private jets, <laughs> well, private chefs, right? On. I mean, no, no. I mean, think about think about this Richie Rich lifestyle you had growing up. You know, your pet dog Dollar, um, and all the others. <laughs> Again, Not flashing quite. like this is sarcasm, Not right? Not quite, sir. Your parents are just hardworking, good old Southern folks that saved money, made good decisions, took advantage of opportunities that were presented to them, saved money, sacrificed where they could, and made the decisions that they did that got them to where they're at right now. And to but such yet, an extent that they had to be pushed out the door to go on vacations yeah. and stuff like that in the early years of their retirement. And if, heaven forbid, something happened, you know, the running joke in my thing is your mom and dad decide to go to Egypt. They decide that while they're watching, looking at the pyramids, they want to get on the camel, and they have a tragic camel accident and both <laughs> die. Okay, that's that's kind of my example of it. And all of a sudden, we take Lindsay out of the out of the equation for a second. You're an only child. And you're like, i got to sell this while the market's hot. All of a sudden, Jerry, if they get rid of stepped-up bases, you sell those homes for, say, $400,000 a piece. You're a millionaire, Jerry. You just you just have a million dollars in income. So anything else that you do is going to have a capital gains rate at 44.5% in taxes. You don't come from wealth. You don't no. have a Bentley. You have an Impala that doesn't run. <laughs> so it's so easy for all the folks on certain channels, right? You know, on TV to talk about how the rich don't pay their fair share. I want each and every listener to understand that it's coming for all of us. A million dollars sounds like a lot of money until you realize your parents may have one or two homes. Maybe they sell a business. Maybe they have an IRA. Jerry, what happens if, I see people with multi-millions of dollars in IRAs every single day, three, four, five, six times a day. What happens if that family passes away, leaves it to their kids, and it's in a stock that's really high in value and they wanna sell it right away so they don't lose you know, the potential value of that stock? Now they're millionaires too, and they're mm -hmm. going to be taxed at a higher level. Understand something. There is no tax that's only going to affect the wealthy. It's always going to shift downwards and downwards and downwards. The problem with our tax code, Jerry, to be very honest with you, is that 50% of the population pays taxes, and the other 50% does not. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of it. I, I'm just going to be completely honest with everyone. There is no fair share. Do I like the idea of you know people going to other countries to do business so they can skirt the tax code? No, but maybe we should make our tax code attractive to businesses so, so they stay in the U.S., there's a reason why Iceland and Ireland are two countries that have lowered corporate tax rates to get people to come in. Why? Because those people employ their citizens. Mm. That's what we're talking about. But understand something. You're going to be taxed in the future higher than you are now without any doubt. The reason being is we have more debt now than we've ever had. I challenge each and every listener when they get in front of a computer or you're on your phone as long as you're not driving. Type in debt clock US huh. on it and look at it. Yeah, Jerry, do me a favor. Let's do it in real time. Okay. Right now, type in debt clock let's, US. Uh, let's get to the Google and, machine and, here. And let's see how that's working. Because I want I want people to realize, and I want you to uh, just give me that impact of when you see those numbers, Jerry. All right. So I'm pulling it up now, and uh, these are some fast-moving numbers. Uh, US yep, national first, debt. First three numbers. US national debt is at 28.4, uh, I believe that's trillion I trillion believe that's dollars. trillion dollars, yes. And those numbers are ticking away. Scroll down just a hair, and you're going to see GDP, uh, I'm sorry, debt-to-GDP ratio. Do you see those numbers? 
All right, debt to GDP ratio. Uh, yes, so we've got some percentages we, here. Yes, we have walked into the financial weenie Ooh. zone. But I want everyone. I want everyone to kind of hear this now, Jerry. In 1960, what was the percentage of per, federal debt to GDP? What 52.77. 52.7. Seems like a lot, right? So what about 1980 is our next option? Uh, 34.6. Some improvements, okay. I think. Yeah. Some improvement, yep. 2000? 57.53, so back up to where we were in the 60s. Yep. So let's let's talk about that for just a moment, okay? When you look at, at federal debt to GDP ratio, the safe zone is any number under 77. If you're under 77%, it means that your outlook towards financial growth is positive. Anything over 77% is considered a danger zone or negative economic growth for the country, right? Mm. So really important. So in the 1960s, we did great. In the 1980s, we crushed it, man. We dropped way down, right? In the 2000s, we're back up near that 57, 60% range, right? We're still good. Jerry, please share with the world in real time. <laughs> what are we at today? The number was 77% or less is great. 77 and higher was way bad. Where are we at today? 128.05. Can't forget that point zero five. that nickel See, on the end. So that is, that is outrageous, shocking. Jim. It's almost double. And that's what we're talking about. This can't stay the way it is. Things are going to change. And Jerry... There's only one way to fix spending issues, and that is to pay it down, right? There's only one way to pay it down, Jerry, because unfortunately, the U.S. government is not going to open up a lemonade stand, all right? <laughs> so how do we pay down the debt? You got to tax more. Do you have to get revenue, and taxing is the only way to do it. Yep. So we're going to tax the Elizabeth Warren, tax the billionaires. They're not going to pay their taxes as much. It's going to keep sliding. It's going to affect all of us. That's why we're seeing the changes that we're seeing, and we will continue to do so. Back to the very original conversation we started with the beginning of the podcast. Inflation is out of control, as we already see it. Jerry, there's only one way to fix inflation. Do you know what that is? Uh, that would be interest rates rising, I think. Interest rates. You have to raise interest rates. And I rates. think we did see that they announced this week. Uh, they're looking at that in 2022 and 2023. <laughs> Let's rephrase that, okay? Yes, 2022, they're going to they're gonna do two increases is what they're saying. And then 2023, they're going to start raising them up. Jerry, do you really think that they're going to raise interest rates in the middle of the midterms? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you not. Right no, not. they don't want to. They, that that wouldn't be popular because then that leads to a lot. Of, Jim, we are we are <laughs> running out of time. There's a bigger conversation to be had here, and the the cautionary tale that we're telling here to try to make sure that people understand what kind of tax changes are coming. We're saying all this to let you know, it may feel like everything is out of your control right now, but there is an opportunity to find out what you can do before all of this happens to lessen the blow, the impact to your savings. If you're heading into retirement, you've got a little bit of time to take advantage of the current tax code before the hammer drops and taxation becomes more aggressive. We've got the upcoming Financial Straight Talk workshops. The topic is taxes in retirement. It'll be July 7th and July 8th. Wednesday and Thursday evening at Pizza Gallery at the Avenue Vieira. We've got seats available for our listeners, and you can give us a call today. Pam is standing by to take your call at 321-414-7526. You can find out some of the solutions to a lot of the problems that we brought up on today's show. It may It's not fun to think about, frankly. I mean, we know that. But 
If you have an opportunity, you should take the opportunity to learn what you can do about this rather than just letting it happen to you by default. Jim, that is that is the biggest encouragement we can give to people is to it get is. active in your money and invest in yourself because it will pay back in the future. It absolutely will. And and look, th- these changes are inevitable. Like you said, they're going to happen. Things are always going to change. One of the things that we talk about with our clients as we onboard them and they understand how we do things, the methodology and the things that we do is that things are always going to change. There's always going to be a change in taxes. There's always going to be changes in social security. There's always going to be some change. We cannot control those changes, but we can control how we react to them. So we make plans, we look at options, and we stay on top of what adjustments can be made along the way to put you in a better financial position. Understand something. You've worked 40, 50 60 in some cases years of your life to accumulate this money we want your money to work as hard for you as you did for it and it all comes down to making better decisions and having better information at your disposal to make those right decisions and that's why we do what we do that's why we do these workshops that's why we do the radio show we want to be that beacon that resource to help you make those better decisions Give us a call today to sign up for the Financial Straight Talk workshops and come join us. Get a bite of pizza. Meet Jim in person. We'd love to see you there. It's 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. Jim, want to wish you again. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the original Jerry Payne. Thanks so much, Dad, for taking good care of Mom and the rest of the family. Jim, for now, I'll give you the last word. Thanks so much, Jerry. Well, guys, just want to take the opportunity again and say thank you for listening. We know that you've got tons of options when it comes to getting your financial information, and we're just honored to be one of those resources. So like Jerry said, if there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate. Reach out, let us know, and we'll do what we can to help you out. So with all of that being said, on behalf of myself and the rock doctor himself, Mr. Jerry Payne, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Financial Straight Talk. is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.